You're listening to Current with Valerie Hayes. Welcome back to Current. I'm so excited to have you here on our very first episode. This show was created for you. If you're watching the news and reading the Internet and you're confused because it's all facts and no opinion, wait, no opinion and all facts, I totally said that backwards, this show is for you. Every single episode is created based on what you want to hear more about and what you need to need need to know more about. Everyone should have an opinion, and I encourage people to get along just great with people who have different opinions, but you need to make sure you have an informed position. You have an informed position. And so today's show is a variety of kitchen conversations with people who who are everyday experts on topics that touch their lives and your and my life every single day so that we can understand more about the issues behind the topics that we see in our news. Our next guest might only be 18 years old, but she is not impressed by the candidate's lack of interest in the nation's $19 trillion ballooning debt. She has spent the last six months encouraging young people to vote through public service announcement and interviews with all the candidates. She has been featured as a guest on Fox News Channel, Fox Business Channel, and Justine Magazine. Please help me in welcoming to the show Miss America's Outstanding Teen, Allie Nault. Hi, Allie. Hi, thanks for having me today. I'm so excited to be on your show. Thank you. It's just our pleasure to have you join us. You know, a lot of people would be surprised that you're just 18 and so concerned about the economy. When did you first start worrying about America's $19 trillion debt? Well, this is something that I have always been sort of influenced by and concerned about because I've always heard my dad say, oh, da-da-da-da, 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 and I said, wait, so you mean this $19 trillion debt is going to affect me, Dad? And he said, well, yeah, I'm not going to be the one paying it back. I'm 76 years old. You're going to be the one paying it back. You know, I get my Social Security checks every month, but you know, Allie, you may not be getting one. And that's when I looked at him and I said, so wait, what? We owe $19 trillion? And what really surprised me was, you know, I travel all across the country and I talk to kids about being financially responsible and saving money. And, you know, that's really hard when, you know, more kids have a cell phone than a savings account. But then, you know, we look at the government and we see, you know, wait, they're not even, you know, financially responsible. They have a $19 trillion debt. So how do kids respond when you say, hey, we have a $19 trillion debt? Do they just stare at you blankly like, what are you talking about? I mean, there is a huge percent that stares at me blankly, like, what are you talking about? That's a lot of money. But then the other half totally understands where I'm coming from and is totally on my side and is saying, we need to do something about this. So it is really an extreme, and that's why it's so important that, you know, that other half that doesn't understand that we have this debt and that we're going to be the ones paying it back, it's really important that we do educate them and to make them make sure that they understand, you know, that this is something that is going to be affecting our generation. I totally get that they're not understanding how the government's $19 trillion debt impacts them personally because maybe they're not paying taxes yet and, you know, maybe they're not worried about what the government is doing with their taxpayer dollars. But I know that a lot of parents and maybe even grandparents are concerned because only 10% of millennials report that they learned the basic financial habits 
like saving regularly. Ellie, when you're talking to, to youth around the country, what are you telling them are the most important personal financial skills that they need to develop? Well, it all starts at a young age with the importance of teaching kids the importance of saving money at a young age. So I actually implemented a program in schools where kids are able to take their money right to their school and bank right there. So they're taking that idea of, you know, going to someone, giving them their money, getting a slip back, showing how much money they have saved over that period of time. And I think that that's where it all starts is having, you know, a parent bring their kids to the bank. But after that, it, we take it a next step further with explaining to them when they're a little older the difference between needs and wants because I feel like our generation has a really hard time deciphering, you know, do I really need this item or am I just saying that I want this item? Likewise, when they become a little older, we also go over sharing, saving, and spending and what is the difference between them and how we balance them in our life. And then as time goes along, I then do also a See You for Reality class, which teaches kids, you know, this is how much money you are going to make. Is this really realistic? And what kind of lifestyle you expect from this and everyday expenses. And a lot of kids at the end of this huge stimulation actually look at me and say, oh, my gosh, you know, I never gave my parents this much credit for living in everyday life and putting food on the table and I had a really hard time going through the stimulation. So it's, I think that that's really important, you know, stimulating the game of life for kids. I think that's a really important point because, as I'm sure you know, in the first quarter of 2015, millennials actually passed Generation X as the largest chunk of the workforce. And, of course, we all know that many of the baby boomers have retired or are close to retirement. And so... Um, millennials are now uh, the largest chunk of our employment force, but due to limited entry or early career professional jobs and overwhelming student loan debt, as well as financial stress about meeting everyday expenses, a lot of millennials are moving back home. And so that's why this upcoming election should be something that they're really thinking about, isn't it? Exactly. And I actually would like to touch on the student loans and you know, the whole entire housing situation, because people buying houses is, you know, what's getting this economy stimulated, in my opinion. And, you know, when we have people who are coming right out of college with all of these loans, I mean, let's take for an example, Marco Rubio. If you look at his story and he was got out of college, he started paying his loans and he couldn't afford his loan payment. So he just kept paying the interest. And if he kept doing that, what his plan was that he was following, he would not have paid off his student loan debt until he was 53 years old, and which would not have enabled him to be able to buy a house because you can't get a loan for a house if you haven't paid off your student loan. And that's what really concerns me is because this could tank the economy. Likewise, I think that it's really important that students know before they go to college which degree they're going into. You know, if you're going to study, let's say, basket weaving, is that really, you know, the best option for you? Will you be getting the job that you can get with the income that you think you will be earning? And there are actually statistics out there that show you, you know, if you do study, for instance, basket weaving, if that would give you the, you know, what's the percentages of jobs? What is the income people are getting? And after studying that, did they get a job? And I think that that's really important, the know before you go. So that way I think that's, 
Yeah. I think that's a really important point, Allie, because although I'm sure that basket weaving is super fun and I totally I'm remember kidding. doing Yeah, I totally remember doing it at YMCA camp, soaking those reeds and making that basket. I was there, girl. But I don't know that you can make a really good wage to buy a house and have a car and maybe put some money aside for vacations and fun stuff and perhaps start a family. So I think that's a really, really important. Well, tell us about how you've been able to meet all the presidential candidates and give us a little insight into who you were impressed by. Well, I'm very lucky that I'm from New Hampshire, which is the first of the nation primary state. So I've met every single presidential candidate, you name it, Donald Trump to Bernie Sanders, John Kasich, Hillary Clinton, Ted Cruz, Marco Rubio, all the big names that you, you know, saw in the debate last night and, you know, have seen coming up all over the media. And, you know, John Kasich said, how do you eat an elephant? And I said, well, why would you eat an elephant? That's, you know, your party symbol, an elephant. And he just laughed and said, one bite at a time. And I said, you know, what would one of your bites be to solve this national debt? And he said, don't worry about it. Hillary Clinton then motioned me to her website. Bernie Sanders said, we will resolve it in a way that will not fail. And I said, what? And he, and he said, just don't worry about it. So they were telling you not to worry about it? They have told me not to worry about it. And then we had Donald Trump who was running me in circles. And I had to literally stand up in the audience and scream, how? How are you going to do that? And everyone in the audience started chanting, how, 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 how? And then he finally gave us an answer about cuts in environmental studies and along with the education program because he is not a fan of Common Core. Right. And yeah, he plans to, he plans to eliminate the Department of Education and also the Environment Protection Agency. But still, even with, you know, even if we eliminate those agencies and push all those costs back to the states, yeah, it's not enough, right? Not enough. And that's what's really concerning is because these, you know, top runners, these people who, you know, could run the country don't have a plan or if they do have a plan, they're not willing to share it with me. So it's very, very, so did any, very alarming. Did any of the candidates give you a good response other than don't worry about it and check out my website? Well, when you checked out Hillary Clinton's website, I will say that she did have a very nice step-by-step plan, and I will give her credit. It was very nice. Um, Marco Rubio, though, I was, I will say, gave me a great answer because he stepped me through the process and he actually gave a six-minute answer and joked about the whole entire Miss Universe screw-up. And he, oh, really showed yeah. he showed a lot of charisma, and, um, yeah, it was very impressive. I actually ran into him on my first voting day. I just was walking out of the polls, and he was at my polling place, and he saw me and actually smiled and was, you know, waving to me, and um, we ended up getting a selfie. So a lot of 18-year-olds are, you know, they're or 18 or they're almost 18, they're going to vote in this year's election. So a lot of them are just getting a general impression of who they like, quote-unquote, who they like. Oh, I like this person. They seem really interesting on TV. Or I like this person. They have a background that's similar to mine. But what factors do you think that um, young voters should be thinking about before they cast their ballot in November? Well, it's a fact that um, people under the age of 30, 85% of them in New Hampshire voted for Bernie Sanders. 
And I know exactly why they're voting for Bernie Sanders. He's promising people a $15 minimum wage. He is promising people, you know, a removal of all student loans. And he is also promising free college. And for someone who is under the age of 30, that is really all that they are worried about is, you know, how am I going to pay for college? How am I going to make money? And I have this huge debt. How is it going to be paid for? And I feel like that's why so many people are are leaning towards Bernie Sanders who are younger. And they're not looking at how he's planning on solving this. They're more looking at, you know, how great this plan is. And that's what's kind of concerning for me is because people always say, we are the me generation. Our generation as teens is me, 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 me. I want everything. And it's by voting for Bernie Sanders and going along with these plans and having, you know, other people pay for your college tuition is truly feeding into the fact that this is a me generation. Are there any other factors that you're considering when you're evaluating candidates other than the economy and their position on the debt? Of course. I am looking for someone who is really good with foreign affairs. I am looking for someone who has that charisma, has that energy, has that spark, and I know will be able to talk to and collaborate with other leaders across the country. I am looking for someone who obviously is financially responsible and has a good hand with their own finances, of course. I'm also looking for someone who is, you know, not going to hand out everything, who wants to better our country and who is willing to work for it and who is not promising everything to everyone. So why is foreign policy experience important to you? What issues do you think the United States faces that requires foreign policy experience? Well, I want, everyone goes back to ISIS and, you know, that's scary. That's scary for anyone at any age. We've had shootings on our own territory in the United States, in America, and that truly concerns me, but it concerns everyone. And foreign affairs right now is one of the keys that we really need to pay attention to, right up there with the national debt. In addition to having charisma and being, being just a wow on stage, do you think it's important that they have experience in the government, actual governmental experience, whether that's as a governor or a congressperson or a senator, or do you think that someone like Donald Trump or Dr. Ben Carson, who have been very, very successful in their own fields, are they worth considering too? I think everyone should be considered. I don't think it should be what the person's background is. I think it should be what their plans are now, what they are bringing to the table. I think that that is what people should be focusing on. Do you think that young adults who are getting ready to vote, um, do you think they, is there anything they tend to overlook when they're having conversations with you about candidates? In other words, are they just thinking about what they saw on TV or are they doing any research? What, what are they overlooking? I mean, there's many different types of people. I know people who have probably done more research than I have, which I've done quite a bit of research. But there are some people who get really, really, really into it, and then there are some who are just basing it off of, oh, well, my friend's voting for so-and-so, so I'm going to vote for so-and-so too. But you always get that extreme with no matter what you're doing. Do you think you'd ever run for president, Allie? <laughs> no way. <laughs> maybe maybe the mayor of my home city, Manchester, because... um. I can see so many things that we can do with this city and how we can make it great, and I would love to do that, and I'd 
love to make a difference in the place that gave me so much growing up. But running the country is a job for a special person, and I don't think I am that special person. It is a big job, isn't it? It's well, a huge job. <laughs> It's also a big job to be Miss America's Outstanding Teen, and I know that's one of the reasons why you're getting all these great interviews and meeting the candidates. For those of our listeners who are not familiar with the Miss America's Outstanding Teen program, tell us a little bit about it. It is a totally nonprofit organization, and I am forever thankful for it. In 2002, I met our Miss New Hampshire at the time, and just a few years later, the Miss America's Outstanding Teen program, which is the, you know, teen program of Miss America came out, and I was honestly ecstatic. I was so excited because I have always wanted to compete. I have always wanted to earn scholarship money, and that's exactly what I did. I was actually awarded $25,000 scholarship to any college I chose, along with 24 other schools offering me a full or almost full scholarship to their college. And having that opportunity, being able to make a difference with this year has truly been life-changing and something that I will be forever thankful for. So that's great. So you don't have to worry about the staggering student loan debts when you graduate, right? Because you've already kind of solved that problem. <laughs> I'm, I'm one of the very lucky people. But you know something? Looking at the price of college, $25,000 is quite a bit of money, but it still does not cover everything, which is just so sad to say. Well, I really, really appreciate you being here. I've so enjoyed our conversation, Allie. Thanks so much for being on our very first episode of Current. Thank you for having me, and I would also like to thank you for your continued support of our program. It's really appreciated. Thank you, Allie. Well, I hope you've enjoyed my conversation with Allie Nault as much as I have, but it's time for a quick break, and then we're going to come back and talk about why people are so fascinated with Democratic presidential candidate Bernie Sanders. So stay tuned, and we'll be right back here on Current. first-time contestant who wants to make sure you're ready to answer any question? Or are you an experienced contestant who's frustrated because your interview score does not reflect your true title holder potential? Well, I'm here to share with you the biggest secret about what's holding you back from getting a top interview score. It's that most contestants don't know how to practice their interview skills correctly, so they struggle through marathon practice sessions, participate in mock interviews that actually increase frustration and decrease skills, or they just completely give up and wing it. But I've developed a foolproof system for you to use that will teach you how to practice your interview so you can deliver great answers with poise and confidence in both the interview room and on stage. This is going to be the best money you've ever spent on preparing for your pageant competition. So visit my website at ValerieHayes.com and click on the interview questions tab and get started towards your winning interview score today. Top contestants around the country have discovered the secret for creating a winning look. It's the Royal Wee Boutique. Former international pageant title holder Lane Berry will create a personalized, iconic competition look that establishes you as an elite contestant but doesn't drain your pocketbook. Lane has dressed evening gown winners in state, local, and national competitions of all the major pageant systems. Whether you visit in person or take advantage of their premier long-distance styling services, Lane will guide you through the steps of expressing yourself with a cohesive image that wows the judges. Visit them today at royal-we.com. You're going to look fabulous. 
Do you feel totally confused about how to create a winning platform? Are you unsure about which topic to pick, how to make it marketable, and how to get appearances with your platform? My do-it-yourself coaching resource, Perfect Pageant Platform, teaches you everything you need to do to create a winning platform. I'll walk you through the steps it takes to develop a platform that impresses the judges every time. So visit my website today at ValerieHayes.com and click on the Pageant Platform tab to get started on your winning platform. Get a headshot that establishes you as a serious contender for the crown. Studio D Imaging does more than just snap a photo. They actually help you create your iconic look by understanding the preferred look of your pageant and helping you to express your photogenic potential. They've created winning looks for contestants competing in all the major pageant systems, and they'll create a winning look for you too. Just visit them on Facebook by searching for Studio D Imaging or visit their website at studiodimaging.com. Contact them today and let Studio D Imaging create your perfect headshot. <laughs> 